So why don't you use the regular army? What do you need us for? Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Dylan! You son of a bitch! Listen to me very carefully. <laughs> What's the matter? Huh? Had enough? Make it easy on yourself, Dutch. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I did know when to quit, huh? This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm your host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? It's International Women's Day today. Did you know that? Yeah, you know, I did know that because there's, there's a guy that I work with sent a mass email to all the women... But to the the list of our company, but to all the women in our company, and his name is Lester Rapist. But right. it's like R A P E S T, not I S T. Oh, that, that sounds like a lie. Uh, no, and that's his real name. That's his email address. It's Lester Rapist, and I, I saw that, and I was like, "This is just." What, is his, what does his message say? It just said "Happy International Women's Day, ladies," and there's like a GIF or like a little graphic of a flower, like of some flowers. That's not, that seems very rapey. <laughs> it was very creepy, very rapey. And I just I was like, this has got to be a pseudonym, because that's just the creepiest, rapist name I've ever heard. Well, you know, he's saddled with it. At least he's making the best. Well, it's probably pronounced like rapest or something. It's probably sure, not. Sure, that's but what if he you tells everybody. It, that's it, what he tells everybody. It, look, it looks like rapist. Yeah, you know what I did for uh, International Women's Day today? I... Uh, so I'd take a walk to the post office and uh, mail out some T-shirts to some of the, uh, the, the girls participating in our pinup contest. They're Don't women. you go to the post office and have to mail T-shirts every day? A couple times a week I do it. <laughs> but what, but, with, but the, the point of my story is on the way back, something interesting happened. So I'm walking back and I'm walking up uh, Franklin in Hollywood. And I walk right by Glenn Danzig's house. And there's Glenn Danzig in his front yard. Jesus. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I Did wanted you throw to up say the horns or what? Well, no, I wanted to say like Happy International Women's Day, but then uh, I, I I didn't. But uh, so so he lives down the street from me, and I had heard from people that he that he lives there, or used to live there. I guess now he moved into Lucille Ball's home in like the Hollywood Hills. Like she she used to Are live. Are you kidding this- me? No, I'm dead serious. He bought Lucille. I don't want to get off on that tangent. So he bought on. Lucille Ball's former house at like or mansion or whatever in the Hollywood Hills. But before that, right, you're forcing me. Her house after she was divorced and she was like a chain smoking, raspy voiced old like you know harpy or what? I don't know. It I must mean, did, be right. Didn't she live in a massive mansion? I'm, I suppose yeah, well, she's incredibly wealthy, but she had her you know her life with Desi and and little Ricky. That was immortalized in the television show, but then later in life she became kind of one of those, you know. She reclusive. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say washed up because she had tons of money, but sort of, 
you know, not in her prime anymore, heritons of Hollywood. But I mean, did she become like a recluse and just sort of alienate herself no, with a bunch of she, cats? She tried to have, she tried to have some shows that played up her life as a you know older single lady, but they were just kind of pathetic. Yeah, and she I, sounded I mean, like this because she chain smoked seven packs a day. You know, I don't, funny, I don't think, one of the funniest women in Hollywood. I don't think Glenn Danzig is all that concerned with the aesthetics of the house, judging by the I former abode he that he lived in. I bet you he is. I, you know, I, I don't mean, know. Like, what's, you, what did his former abode look like? The place that you were walking by. Well, that, that's the thing. People had told me before that Glenn Danzig lived on Franklin, right down the street from me. But you look at the house, and it's almost too good to be true. I mean, it's exactly the type of house that you'd expect a guy like Danzig to live in. I mean, it looks like the Adams Family house. Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. The it's, Munsters, as you The will. Munsters. I mean, it's dark. The, 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 the windows are blacked in. There's a big pile of bricks in his front yard. It's There's like a gated. website about that. There's a blog or something that focuses on that brick pile, because I guess all the neighbors hate it, that he has this big pile of bricks in the front well, yard. You look at the a, neighbor's houses, though, and I mean, it's like a really nice home. Here's a nice brick home. Here's a really nice, well-maintained house. And then right next door... Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. It's just gross and falling apart. And there's, yeah, and there's a pile of bricks in the yard. Yeah. And it just, it just looks like the house that you wouldn't let your kids trick or treat at. Like Boo Radley lives there. You know? Well, but really, that's the best house to trick or treat at, right? Glenn Danzig's house? I, I would, I, I wonder. But I never believed it because I was like, there's no, there's no way that he would live in a house like that. It's just almost, it's, <laughs> it, it, it just, it seems too good to be true. And then today. I can I'm, imagine your kids coming back from the door and being like, oh, did you get some candy? And they'd be like, mommy, that man was masturbating over a picture of Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> as if, as if kids would know who Jackie Kennedy was. But you get, you get my point. I get the point. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, I'm, I'm walking back and there's Danzig. It looked like he was talking to some realtor guy because the guy was like wearing a suit, kind of looked like a realtor. But Danzig was wearing like Danzig, his Danzig work outfit. He had like black overalls on and a, like a black do rag. I think he was his doing yard, yard work. His yard work outfit. He was doing yard work. Yeah. Danzig was out there maybe moving those bricks because he's trying Meeting. to sell the house. Yeah, I don't know who's going to buy that house. I mean, maybe. I mean, I bet you he has lots of fans that probably would buy the house. Um, King Diamond? <laughs> That would be fun. <laughs> if I had the money, I would totally buy Danzig's house. And I wouldn't even change a thing. You got to change, like, the toilet seat. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Sitting on where Glenn Danzig's ass has been. Danzig. Do you, do you think Danzig's mom likes the song Mother? Do you think he wrote it for his mom? I think she's probably pretty... You know, she's mothers like their son's uh, bodies of work, generally. Even if you th would think they wouldn't. Yeah, she's probably into it. I mean, she probably influenced him. I don't so remember when, so, the song that well, so I'm probably not the person to ask. So I saw Danzig, and I'm coming home, and I'm thinking, God, how random it is. I just saw Danzig down the street. I should celebrate. And so I decided to get high this afternoon, and I got stoned. <laughs> Celebration. And, well, you know, it's like, you know, I'm going to get high, and I'm, I might watch The Walking Dead, but I'm definitely going to get high. So, so I got high, and it was around, like, I, I took the afternoon off, so it was around, like, May 4. And uh, I got super stoned. And the reason I don't like getting high in my old age is not because I'm paranoid. It's because I get really angry with myself. And I've noticed this is a recent thing for me. I get really, really upset with myself. And not because I think... That doesn't sound healthy. Well, not because I think that getting high is wrong or I'm doing something evil. It's because I get mad at myself for thinking something completely idiotic and stupid. Which I do think of, I think of stupid things all the time and it usually doesn't bother me. 
But when I'm stoned, I actually believe it. For example. And then you catch yourself. And I catch myself and, and then I, the I get really upset. And then I'll get really upset till I forget about what it was. It pissed me off in the beginning. That's the beauty of getting high. <laughs> but so I'm, I'm online. I'm doing some research for the show. And I'm seeing all these Stop Coney headlines. Like Stop Coney, Stop Coney. And the first, I've seen those same headlines. The first thing that popped into my mind, which probably didn't pop into your mind, but with the first thing in my stoned, drug-addled mind was, was this some type of anti-meat campaign? Like, stop Coney dogs? Like, is, is someone trying to, like, you know, galvanize a force of people to, like, become vegetarians? Because I'm totally down with this. Like, I was thinking no, I would no, donate. Actually, it's not against vegetarians. Just against Coney dogs. Just Coney dogs? Like hot, dogs hot dogs are fine. <laughs> Chili is fine by itself. But the Combine two together the must two. be stopped. But I, That's I, what your I, high mind was thinking? I really thought. I was just like, I am behind this. I would back this. Like, again, fuck Coney dogs. I don't like Coney dogs. I'm not even making this up. I You've did. never had what Coney dog, to be honest. I mean, let's I've had veg- vegetarian chili on a veggie hot dog, but I mean, that mm. pales in comparison. That's kind of a Coney dog. You're right. Sort You're of. right. But I was like, you know, I support this. I'm down with maybe, you know, maybe it'd make a healthier America. Maybe there'd be less, you know, obese that's, people that's because of this. No, I was, I was thinking about it. And then I started, I read an article about, like, I clicked on one of the articles about Stop Coney. And then I realized it's not even spelled with a C. It's like K-O-N-Y. And then it's about like this, this, this horrible genocidal maniac that's like training children to, to kill people. And I was like, God, I'm retarded. And then I was this really not a Coney dog vendor. Yeah, I've been I know. Misled. I know. I was just like, that's nothing to do with that, with with hot dogs. And I was like, God, I'm so stupid for thinking that. And I was all pissed off at myself till I started watching Walking Dead and forgot all about it. Mm-hmm. But then, but then I then then I actually read you know an article. About your perceptions, Coney. your perceptions came back to reality. We're not high anymore. I wasn't high anymore, and you know, I was just, you know, I became sober. And I, and I was reading a couple things about this this Coney. I mean, if anybody's been on the internet, I'm sure you've encountered an article about Coney 2012. This viral video, just that, the past uh, two or three days, right? Just, just the past couple days that went out there. If if you would have asked people last Sunday, we were all completely unaware of this Coney character. Well, so I read about it. <clears throat> I read about this company, uh, Invisible Children, and I got all upset again. I got really mad again. And the reason I got mad is because why the fuck didn't we think of this, Wackerly? We wanted to start a nonprofit we, called the Reach Around we Foundation. We tried. We tried. We, our idea, yeah. okay, here's our idea. We're going to put a bunch of barnyard animals on a truck and bring, it, bring the truck to a hospital with a bunch of sick or retarded kids and let them pet barnyard Invalids. animals. Invalids. Invalids. Sh- uh, what do you call them when they're stuck in the hospital? It's not a shut-in, but, you know, in- inpatient Incapacitated, kids. like kids. Sure. Th- th- that was our idea. I mean, I guess we could have even made a viral video with a goat or something, or a- a attempt a- attempted to make a-, a video that would go viral. But um, we we were barking up the wrong tree. These guys, these invisible children guys, they had it right. I mean, they're masterful geniuses of manipulation. Well, I like Why that you we think do that, this. I like that you think it's just the topic that matters. I mean, they they apparently have much higher uh, production values <laughs> with their video uh, ma- making capacity. Okay, well, l- let me just give a quick little background here. So, what we're talking about here is Coney 2012 is this video that went in- incredibly viral. I mean, five million hits since March 5th, and it's about. 
Which guy, was two or three days ago. Two, three yeah, a couple days, days ago. ago. It's about Joseph Kony, who's the leader, the notorious leader of his, this Ugandan uh, Lord's Resistance Army. It's called the LRA. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's he's he's been responsible. Like the LRA, his movement has been responsible for just grisly atrocities, including murder, rape, and abductions of tens and thousands of children over the past two decades. I mean, he's a horrible, horrible man. So what doing these, this for a while. He doesn't look that old. He looks like maybe he's 40 at the most, right? Yeah. Maybe right. he's 50. He doesn't. He's great, great skin, too. I mean, he He's looks, been doing this since he's been 20 or 30, I think 30 he uses, at the latest. He must use a moisturizer, like an SPF 30 at least. Well, I just think it's eating all those natural <laughs> fruit foods in Africa. It's not, he's not eating a lot of you know processed McDonald's and high fructose corn syrup based I mean, it's, foods. It's, he's probably not eating Coney hot dogs. He's not eating Coney dogs. Coney, if sure. he was eating Coney dogs, I think he'd be a little bit heftier, that's for sure. Maybe right. look a little bit more like my brother, but I mean, he's well, African. More like Idi Amin. Yeah, more Edie like Idi Amin. Idi Amin, yeah. <laughs> he ate a lot of Coney dogs, that guy. <laughs> corn dogs. Yeah, Coney dogs. Sorry. I said corn dogs. So, um, so Joseph Coney uh, you know, is a horrible man. I, I, he's been exiled from Uganda, and the Ugandan army apparently are looking for him, but he's still continuing. The LRA still exists in Africa, and they're still... Supposedly, according to the video, abducting kids and making a, a child army and and doing awful, awful things. Well, and so when we say kids, we're talking. I mean, we're talking about like five year olds, four year old, three year olds, maybe. Right? I actually haven't watched the video. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched the beginning of it and kind of scrolled through it. A I watched bit. the beginning and it was just a string of memes for the first five minutes that I'd already seen. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, that's what's brilliant about these guys. So along comes these three hipsters, probably trust fund kids from where, like California, you think? I was thinking more New York. All right, maybe New York, whatever. The Northeast, but that's just my impression. These brilliant masterminds just pick a random dictator... Just a ra- or a random menace, like genocidal he's maniac. He's not a dictator. He's, he's a like maniac. A, he's a gorilla. He's a, a gorilla, gorilla warrior. A gorilla, yeah. So, and they, they just pick, I mean, think about it, dude. Africa's crawling with gorillas. And gorilla I'm, warlords. Gorilla warlords. <laughs> like, uh, warlords, not gorillas. <laughs> not the primate. Not the primate. G-E-U. We're talking about the warlords here, okay? That gorilla. But they're, they're, they're crawling with them. These guys just picked one. They made an emotional, heart-wrenching video. With like a really sad soundtrack, showed a bunch of little black kids oh, crying. Oh, the soundtrack has everything to do with it. If you, if you take away the soundtrack, nobody cares. Well, they did this. Next thing you know, it's viral. They're making tens of millions of dollars. They, 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 even Rihanna tweeted well, about this. making. I mean, how do you qualify making? They're receiving okay, in donations. People are donating hand over fist. You, know, hand over- you, you called them a company before, but they're a nonprofit corporation. Which is exactly what we wanted to do. Exactly. We were barking up the wrong tree. That's what I'm trying to get at here, Wackerly. We should have picked about, a warlord. Nobody cares about barnyard animals for, for invalids. I, I just feel That's like... That's where we went wrong. We picked, a to- we picked a focus that nobody could give a shit about. Exactly. And, and I, I just don't think anyone really cared. I mean, they're just like, oh, or, you know, whatever. You guys are just going to bring... Some animals to like some sick kids, and they're gonna pet right. the animals. There's no kids being killed. Probably would have helped if we would have told some people about this idea, other than just listeners to the podcast. And they're all haters anyway. <laughs> Poo-poo our fine ideas. Well, I, you know what? I don't think I don't think it's too late. Well, it's Honestly, never too late. I think we should jump. Although it's on... getting there, we're both 37 now. 
No, but I'm just saying, I think we should jump on this guerrilla warlord bandwagon here that Invisible Children's gone on, gone, you know, has done so successfully, and let's do this. Imitation is, uh, you know, the highest form of flattery, is what they say. So and imitation works. I mean, dude, knock off someone else's idea. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, look, how, look how, how well all the uh, iPad imitators are doing. <laughs> the other tablets? Yeah, they're, they're doing yeah. just fine. <laughs> Android, Android phones? Think about that. I mean, you know, honestly, Wankily, I think the two of us are intelligent enough to come up with a viable company. You know that, that, uh, that completely rips off somebody else's idea. Rips yeah, off somebody else's idea, but I mean, you know, I don't think it's that difficult to hoodwink America. And I mean, these three mm. guys did it See, perfectly. The first thing I would suggest is that you don't mention hoodwinking while we're discussing the idea on a public forum. But okay, okay, well, we're not going to say hoodwinking. I didn't mean hoodwinking. I'm saying appeal to the heartstrings of Americans. That's better. <laughs> you know, I think that that works. First thing we got to do is we got to come up with a name for our company. And I, I know you love Reach Around Foundation. Yeah, that, that's the your Reach baby. Around Foundation was great. That's, I know it's your baby, but we, it's associated... I mean, we can change the meaning, like like we're going to drop into, you know, a developing country, <laughs> maybe not so developing, and we're, uh, we're going to be on a cord, one of those sort of Navy commando bungee cords, bungee we're going to reach yeah. around the children and pick them up out of, out of you know, their horrible situation. No, it's, it's kind of creepy that this like middle-aged, you know, th- mid-thirty-year-old white guy with glasses kind of coming down and just picking up little black kids and whisking them out. It's a little pedo point. bear, huh? Yeah, it's a little pedo bear. All right, all right, we're brainstorming. Are you gonna wear a bear I'm, outfit? I'm willing to listen to other ideas. I'm willing <laughs> I'm, to listen. To I'm other just ideas. saying. I'm saying maybe we should drop any affiliation to Sick and Wrong because Reach Around Foundation. If you do a search for it, you're gonna find something about Sick and Wrong. I'm thinking we got to go. You know, the the, the whole course here. We're, we're probably gonna have to change our names. Well, this will have the added benefit of nobody will remember that you said we were going to hoodwink America. So, yeah, well, let's, we can be completely frank right now because we're going to change our identities. We have to change, change the identities. Name. We're going to have to have a website. Um, Probably get some plastic surgery. Lord knows I could use it, and God knows you could also. I, I could definitely use a little bit of that. But, um, well, first, first off, okay, let, for, uh, let's just come up. Let's brainstorm some ideas here for the name for our new uh, nonprofit. Um, All right, names. You know the the, the the goal of the the goal of the company is easy enough. We'll pick a random warlord somewhere in Africa, and just say this guy's evil and he's killing kids. Get well, couple... it's important to remember that that these guys named their nonprofit Invisible Children. They're oh, not called brilliant. Coney 2012. That's the project that they're doing. Yeah, we'll name the project down the road when we find the warlord. But we're just be... coming up with our our nonprofit corporation name. I just, I mean the warlord is just. Incidental. I mean, we'll find that. That's not even. But that's not a problem. I, I think we're, no. we've got to get the like specifics. Like you said, here. like you said, Africa's crawling with them. <laughs> There's so and many I, gorillas in Africa. We can even Africa. branch out to other countries. I mean, what about South America? You know, personally, the chicks are way hotter there. If we're going to visit one of these countries, with those Brazilian girls with the with the boom boom and the in the hoo ha. I just don't think people are going to be all that sympathetic when they see us like in our speedos on the beach in Rio. You know, and uh, whereas if we're Remember, in the jungle, don't forget the plastic surgery aspect. <laughs> Maybe they'll like it post plastic surgery. So okay, let's I'm just get say, waxed. Everything. It's once again the the country is incidental. The warlord. There's warlords everywhere. We can find a warlord, and and then we can go after him. But right the now, let's see the name name though. of the company. The so, the you know, the nonprofit Invisible Children's brilliant. We should probably yeah. have kids in the title. I'm thinking, how about Rainbow Kids? 
I like it. I don't the, dislike it. Well, you draw a bunch of little stick figures under a rainbow. Rainbow put Kids. It, put it up on the bulletin board. Put it on the post-it. Stick it up there. All right. Rainbow Kids is a good one. Um, I, li- I like Kids Are Us. Close to Toys Are Us, but it has a good ring to it. Kids Are Us. Baby Gap. Yeah. Because we're going to no. keep the kids out from falling into the gap. I kind of like... You, you know what I was thinking? And, and I know this might give people the wrong idea, but I was just looking up a bunch of horror movies and just adding children to it. So, like... Like because they're in a horrifying situation. Exactly, the uh, children yeah. under the stairs. Sure, shining children. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I'm not going any. If the kids look like those twin girls, though, I'm out. Okay, yeah, they, we won't they creep me the fuck out. Whatever happened to Baby Matumbo? <laughs> yeah, because there's probably at least one kid in that village named Matumbo. That's a very common African sure. name. Sure, sure. What about Children of the Corn? They don't have corn in Africa. It's no, family. but corn was corn was the offering of peace from the Native American Indians to the pilgrims. It's a symbol of cooperation and peace and eating some corn. All right, all right. That works. How about this? Rosemary's Babies. Was it, what, do you have like an aunt named Rosemary or something? We'll find an old lady like Betty White or someone to talk to you and <laughs> pretend to be Rosemary. I think she's a little high profile. What about the woman who played the Where's the Beef Lady? What's Perfect. she doing now? She's probably dead, but we could find she a, is probably dead. We could find a senior citizen. I mean, that's not even that difficult. I mean, Los Angeles is crawling with old Jewish ladies, right? Just get one of them. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's Babies. I kind of like that. What about this? Eyes Without a Face. Hmm. I like that. So, what about okay. the Human League? That, that's good. And maybe, maybe they would play music for the video. See, that, oh, that, that a that's a thing. I just came up with that. Well, that's the thing. You know, we need to make a video, a heart-wrenching video. I don't think we're going to be able to have the That's production. clearly the key. We wouldn't be talking about this if there wasn't a Coney video. If it was just a website or a blog or even a podcast, I have to say, nobody would give a shit. No one would. I mean, we, we got to come up with a good video. Like, these guys, these hipsters, man, they made a awesome video. There's, like kids that are mutilated in it and a bunch of pictures of them then there's like this one scene the little white kid and he's like seeing pictures of the kids with guns and then there's another black kid you know how many black friends do you have wackily hmm. hmm. <laughs> well, since i broke up with my ex-girlfriend because we're, to we're gonna need zero. i mean I'm thinking we, we don't have the production uh, budget here to go to africa so we'll probably have to film this in maybe oakland Maybe it's going to have to be like an Unsolved Mysteries recreation. Well, but I mean, the there's situation. areas of Oakland that could look like Sudan, you know. Yeah, but I don't want to go the there. Right lighting. The reason I don't want to go to the Sudan is because I don't want to die. And that's the same reason I don't want to go into those areas of Oakland. In East Oakland? Yeah. Well, okay, or maybe. West Oakland. Right. Well, I bet you between the two of, of us Oakland. and some of our other friends, we probably have one black friend. We could just have him play the different roles, just have him change his clothes. Yeah, I, I think blackface is kind of not done. It just, right? It's not going to go over well. It's a little offensive. Al Jolson type of thing. I think there'd be some people that would probably see the humor in it, but not the people that are going to donate money to uh, Rosemary's no. Babies. Yeah, it's not supposed to be humorous, right? We got to get out of yeah. this. You know, we, we every week we do this pod crafting thing where we're totally in the humor mode, and we really need to get away from that. Well, this is sincerity mode. This is serious. I mean, we're yeah. we're we have a Ernest. serious nonprofit. We're going after this warlord, and uh, we need to make some money. So, you yeah. know, the video 
we can work on the video. I think maybe we should hire somebody that has a camera. Who sang that song? Who sang that song? Will when the children cry back in the eighties? I like where you're going with that. As the yeah. as the soundtrack, like the 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 music bed. Who did sing that? Um, White Lion. Remember them? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was <laughs> White Lion. That was their only hit. Didn't I think, they too. burn down in a concert fire? And that was uh, Great White. Oh, that was Great White. That was Great okay, White. Okay, so White Lion's still out there. Get, get. There's White Lion, there. there's White Snake, and there's Great White. I don't think we should get Great White to do any songs for us. Now that, now of... that I think about it, it was very, like, Ku Klux Klanish back then. <laughs> you used to listen to sort of the hair metal bands, I guess. But When the I Children Cry it. is a great song. I think what we should do, though, is maybe get, like, Kings of Leon or Nickelback to cover it. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta have somebody up to date, you know, up yeah. to date it, update it. I guess we gotta update, it, make it modern. Yeah, you know, you know, what might work too is uh, that Cat Stevens song. Where the where do the children play? But we can have like that rapper chick Creation. She could I do think it. Her name is Creation, isn't it? Is it is it pronounced Creation? Whatever, I don't know. I'm sincerely asking. I don't want to keep up with the youngsters these days, but she's popular. Right. She's a she could do the where do the Maybe children? Maybe we can get play. that kid Will Smith to rap about it. The Fresh Prince. <laughs> What's he doing these days? <laughs> what about those salt and peppers? <laughs> they, they, the they, they might boys? be able to do it. Are they available? <laughs> so the biggest thing about this this whole thing. So these guys, these guys are geniuses. They they've made millions of dollars. You know they've made they came out with this viral that. video. I mean their their nonprofit corporation has taken in millions of dollars. Okay, all right, all right. And they've taken in millions of dollars. The thing is, it's interesting about it. There's a huge controversy all throughout that going on the internet. Two days later, I mean they've raised awareness to a horrible situation going on in Africa, which you think is a good thing, but yet why are people all of a sudden doubting? I guess the veracity of their company. Their reputation of uh, invisible children? It's a good question. Why is that happening? It, you know, I think... It's kind I, of the nature of the internet, right? Well, the internet is just a cesspool of hatred. Skepticism, sarcasm, hatred of anything sincere or earnest. Well, I think it's, I think it's partly that. I think, you know, whenever there's a, you know, every, <clears throat> everyone unanimously loves something. There's a consensus on the internet. There has to be detractors. There has to be contrarians. Yeah, there has to be a contrarian, and that's pretty much what the internet is. But yet, they have valid points against invisible children, and we need to learn this if we're going to make our company successful. Because we got to avoid the pitfalls. Exactly. So one of the things they say is that uh, invisible children is financially questionable. So they've made all this money, you know, millions of dollars. But yet only, I think I read something that only like 20% has actually been um, attributed to the cause. To, the, to direct action. Right? Direct action. But quote unquote, direct action. What, what is you know, I, direct I, I services? Up, that's what they say. I chalked this, yeah, direct services. I chalked this up to, this video has come out and now all these people on the internet, young, maybe old, middle-aged, but probably predominantly young people who've never donated to anything have no idea how nonprofits and charities work, are surprised that only 20% of the money goes to direct action. But I think, I think it's just naivete. I mean, that's how all nonprofits work, is they got to pay all their staff. 
They got to pay all their overhead and, you know, offices and mailers and maintaining the servers and all that shit and, you know, advertising and all that crap. Well, Outreach, I guess they call it. And this is what all nonprofits do. And the smaller they are, and, and we got to understand that this is a small nonprofit, even though it's made a big splash, the more of the money that comes in as a percentage goes to overhead. Well, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think... It's been interpreted as shady by a lot of these detractors because they said that the guys make ninety grand a piece, like a year, like that's their own salary. Sure. Well, I'm going to be with ours, whatever we're calling it, the Human League, or what were you saying, Rosemary's the Children Babies, under the, Rosemary's Babies, whatever happened to Baby? I, I'm going to need at least seventy-five thousand dollars to you know work on this thing full time. I was thinking that's why when I read ninety and people were like, "Oh my god, why do they make so much money? Like, aren't they supposed to be like you know?" complete altruists like they aren't they doing as the goodness of their heart I, I was thinking of making like 120 because i was going to be director of rosemary's babies oh well, you know there's only two of us and there's three of them so we're already ahead of the game there right i mean i want to but but if you're making 120 i don't want to just make 75 well no you, That's you humiliating. bump up your salary i mean i think we both should probably be making you know the, the same amount what are you the director i'm going to be the director you could be what am I? vp of custodial services <laughs> well, can i just since i'm the only other employee can i just be vp of all, all everything all right all right i'll be director you can be vp of everything of rosemary's babies um and, and i'm gonna need an assistant because I, I don't really plan on like mailing stuff or typing anything up or um well that's that's my really second doing point much here. of anything well that's my second point here with uh, i'm the ideas man Exactly. I mean, you're the guy that's writing things on the whiteboard. What? What? I will write on the whiteboard till the cows fucking come home, until those African children are saved. I will write on that goddamn whiteboard. But I will not erase it. That's what the assistant is for. Well, so th these are the, the first two points here. And the problem that invisible children face is that they weren't transparent with their finances. They seem to be a bit shady. You know, they didn't they didn't um, register with the Better Business Bureau. You know, they, they, they were they didn't come come forthright and they weren't open about their salaries. I think from the get go. We but say, can I can I point can I interject and point out they've complied with all U U.S. laws regarding nonprofits. They have. So when, be when people say they're being shady, they just don't like what they're doing. But that doesn't mean they're doing anything illegal. Well, that's why I think from the get-go, we should be honest. Like, we're making 125 k a year because I need to afford my assistant. I need to afford my six-bedroom condo that I have here in San Francisco or <laughs> in, in uh, New York. Nice. I need to afford my 1977 special edition Trans Am Firebird that I drive around to promote well, that, the and cause. And that's going to need a lot of maintenance, so don't forget to budget for that. It's going to need a lot of maintenance, but yeah, that's it's all part of the budget. I, I'd like a, I, I'm going to sensibly drive a brand new Mercedes, which you know will work, work pretty well for the first three years at least. It will, yeah, I mean, I, it's I'll change the oil once in a while. Oh, I mean, my assistant will change the oil <laughs> once in a while. I'm not driving to Jiffy Lube. So initially, we're going to be completely transparent with the finances and our salaries. Second, and this is a problem that they did. They, you know, they're just three indie-looking white guys, hipster dudes that are in their video going out there. We're not going to do that. We're not going to be the people fate. Who the, only people who do, trust, the only people who trust those hipsters are other hipsters. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to hire an Asian kid, maybe a black woman. Everyone loves black women. And an Indian, you know? Maybe an Indian. Indian guy? I don't know. Which kind? Well, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know. We probably shouldn't have too many Jews in the organization. People never trust Jews. <laughs> which, which brings me to my next point. 
Um, since I am a Jew, I'm probably going to go with a Jewish name, but I think you should go with more of a Gentile name. Because we're oh, going to yeah, have to change, change our, names. our names. I can't be D. Simon. I was thinking Bunny Friedman. I like Bunny. Bunny's it's good. cuddly and cute. Yeah. People trust him. Well, what about Thor. you? What are you thinking? I'm going to be Thor. But what's my last? I don't want to be. I probably shouldn't go with one name. People no. don't trust that. Yeah, right? people no don't share. trust a one name thing. I'm not I, Prince. So I need like uh Go for something really like a Caucasian. Christian name. Like, uh, yeah. Christian like Gentile. Smith? Evangelical? Smith? Robertson? Ro- Falwell? Rob- I like How about Thor, Thor Robertson. How about Thor, Far- How about Thor Falwell? That's kind of <laughs> hard to say. Thor Robertson probably works better. What about Thor Rogers? Mr. Rogers. Thor Rogers. Steve Rogers. Wasn't Steve, he a $6 million man? Steve Rogers. That is good. It uh, right. projects strength. All right, it's Thor Rogers. Got it. Thor Rogers. I'm going to be Bunny Friedman. One Jewish guy, one Gentile guy. We have an Asian kid, a black woman, and an Indian. No hipsters here. We're not posing with guns. Um, we should no. probably hire a, a, a likable spokesperson. Maybe someone who has like a moderate level of fame. I would love to have like Bob Odenkirk or Zach Galifianakis, but those guys are probably... Oh, those guys are they command too high of a salary. <laughs> Maybe we should take it down a notch to like Pauly Shore. I'm thinking LeVar Burton. Ooh, reading Rainbow. What has he done lately? LeVar well, Burton. In, in Star Trek, T- The Next Generation. What he could even wear the visor. Actually, I would demand that he wears the visor, to be honest. <laughs> Going with the sci-fi theme, what about uh, Peter Mayhew, the guy that played Chewbacca? I like that. Because I can, see the, I can see the video right now. He walks out in the Chewbacca outfit. I'm probably going to have to do some thing with the rights from... Uh, George Lucas for that, but he'll back us. We're going after maybe we a just make, We can maybe put him in a Chewbacca outfit, but it's pink. So we'll just be like, that's not Chewbacca, that's pink. He comes out, he goes, Rrr! and then he takes the mask off and he goes, hello, folks. I'm Peter Mayhew. You may know me as Chewbacca, but I'd like to talk to you about African children. That's that. That is perfect right there. I mean, you know, that could Doesn't be the end of Doesn't he have an English accent also? Yeah, I don't know. He's not I a very he's not a very attractive guy, but he's definitely but a recognizable. You, but English character. accents are, are very trustworthy. That is, that is true. That is true. Yeah. You know, Wackerly, I've been writing all this down. This since is gold. we've been talking. So I, I say we get going. Let's start maybe this weekend. Have a you know, and let's let's get this kick started. Let's start a Kickstarter page for this. All right, fair enough. Rosemary's uh, Rosemary's babies. Rosemary's babies. I think this um, works. For some as yet to be named uh, Warlords Victims, the fund. You know, once these millions keep going, then we can quit doing this fucking radio show and uh, just cruise around in my Trans Am and get the chicks. <laughs> can you? Are you going to oh, get shit. T-tops on that thing? Hell yeah, dude. T-tops rule. T-tops. Fuck, fuck conver- I don't like convertibles, but T-tops are awesome. No, there's going to be some T-tops. It's going to be a, it's going to be black. It's going to be a pretty red thing. I think I'm going to just keep an 8-track in there just to be cool, you know? And if the assistants we get are smart enough, we don't have to do shit. Yeah, I don't think we're going to. This is this is a good <laughs> idea. I'm just hoping no one tries to take it from us. So hopefully uh, people will just support us. So uh, maybe they, do, um, they will pay. Yeah, they certainly will. I don't know. Well, we'll you know, I'm, I'm, I might be coming up uh, to San Francisco soon, and we can uh, maybe have another brainstorming session. But I think this idea is golden. This is golden. Okay, you just figure out where that warlord is and tell me about it and. I'll be right behind you. I'll work on that. 
So, people, this is episode 320 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, quick recap of last week's show. We did two stories. Uh, the first story is about a problem prisoner who bled out on his top bunk. And the second story is about a meth-addicted Lorax who burned down an, a really old tree. Um, did you see that picture I made of the Lorax face on the girl? Yeah, I did not expect her to be that ugly. It's, it wasn't, I mean, that wasn't even her. It was just a oh, random no. meth chick I just found. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I pictured her to I look like. I mean, the like. giant yellow mustache, it really turned my stomach. Yeah, no, it, it pictured. It, that's what I pictured her to look like. So the, the story that won was the first one, the problem prisoner bled out on a top bunk. That won by landslide. So uh, congratulations there. Dying, dying horribly one. in prison is always sort of stomach turning and just dis- despairing. It's sad. Sad yeah. place to die, you know. Sad place to be. Um, so congratulations there, listener one. Uh, you won episode 319. Uh, you can email us, com and claim your uh, fantastic sick and wrong prize care package. People, you know the way the show works. Wack and I present the most disturbing news items a week here on the show. Audience votes, and winner does get a sick and wrong care package. I promise you, we actually do send something to you. Now, this isn't just, uh, I'm not just uh, lying here about it. It's serious. <laughs> that know? sounded so shady. You know, I got to work need... on, I got to work yeah, on Yeah, you're going to have to work on, on that yeah. before you get the nonprofit going. I'm not trying to hoodwink anyone out there. <laughs> Wonder, you know, that should be the magic word of this show, of episode 320, yeah. is hoodwink. hoodwink. I'll see how many maybe more times can, I can maybe, say it. Maybe when you get your plastic surgery, you could get the like the glands that make the sweat on your upper lip. You could get those removed. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be easier to hoodwink if I, if I didn't yeah. have that sweaty yeah, upper just lip. Just have all the sweat glands removed from your face. That's my tip. It's a good idea. Uh, people, you can send your stories to com. Submit them via Facebook or Twitter or the Stick and Wrong Forum. Uh, we got some good stories here for this week. Before we get to our first article, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story we received here uh, came in from Bradley. Bradley says, Sixth story and happy birthday, Lance. Nice. Um, how was your birthday? Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was good. Yeah? Very drunk. Yeah, no stories. Well, I, t- I mean, I did Saturday and then I did Tuesday, so. Wow. Got pretty drunk both nights, but no uh, n- no egregious shenanigans. But now I really do have to sort of be in the late 30s category. Yeah, yeah. It's a new Which demographic. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, I, I lie about too. my age. That's when I need plastic surgery. What do you say, 27? <laughs> <laughs> Only if the girl is like heavily roofied. Um, so this story is uh, that came in from Bradley is a great headline: "Mad Father Bites Son's Penis Off." He was hopping he mad that mad. father. He was very, very angry. He's got to be angrier than my brother. <laughs> well, well, I can see your brother doing it. <laughs> a, 
A six-year-old boy's penis was bitten off by his father yesterday morning in Shenzhen, China. The father is believed to be suffering a mental disorder at the time. Okay, all right, so that kind of mad. He was mental mad, not angry mad. He's mental, mate. This guy was batshit mental. Uh, media reported that the doctor that doctors had restored the boy's penis with surgery, but he still may risk lifetime disability. And not to mention lifetime trauma. They said that his, uh, he is safe, but he will probably need long-term psychological therapy to heal from the trauma. Do you think you could ever heal from that? Do you think you could learn to love your father again after he bit <laughs> your dick off? Well, is the healthy thing to do to love your father again. I mean, may, I, I would propose that the healthy thing to do is to hate your father and get on with your life. You know, I, I don't know. I think if in that situation, if you had your penis as a child, had your penis bitten off by your father, you're either going to turn into a serial killer or a tortured artist. Like the next like Murakami. You know, I, I think that's there's only sure. two roads that you can do there. I just don't see myself loving my father when every time I see him, I like see his giant Pac-Man head, like licking my dick like it's a power pallet. I could just see him chomping on it and just spitting it out like tobacco. <laughs> um, witnesses said the father, 32 years old, was taking the boy and his four year old sister for a walk, all of them naked. It's naked. Well, walk see, time. that there is crazy enough. Well, it's kind of my favorite part of the story. It's like, come on, kids, it's time for the naked walk. And I'm sure that happens to a lot of families. In China, probably. So he asked the boy to bite his penis. And when the boy refused, he bit it for him. Once again, there's this ratcheting up of craziness that you could kind of gloss over. He asked the boy to bite his penis. The old the father did. No, he, he asked the boy to bite his own penis. That is what I said. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> that, that's okay. crazy. That's crazy right there. Well, how could he auto fillet himself? I mean, we all wish we could do that. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, unless this maybe this kid had a really long penis, like Ron Jeremy. No, can no, suck but his I'm saying, cock. I'm saying, if your dad asks you to bite your dad's penis, isn't that weird enough? But I think he was asking the boy. To bite the boy, like the boy to bite his own penis, not his oh. penis. I think he was just like, boy, bite That's your penis. It's unclear to me. You know, they don't really specify. I, I'm th- I, I maintain that the father asked his son to bite his, the father's penis. The English language is a little unclear on these types of things. Maybe in Chinese, it's more clear. I'm thinking the father, see, I, th- I think differently. I think the father, I'm interpreting it that the father is like, Bite your own penis, kid, and I want to see it. I know how you're interpreting it, but what I'm saying is because the English language is vague, we have no way of determining who's right. His, what do you even call that? A pronoun? I, I wasn't that it's good a pronoun, at English. Yeah. That, that pronoun in this context is vague, what it's referring to. I guess we don't know whose penis was supposed to be bitten, but either way, the kid refused. So that's As why he was attacked. Kids would. Yeah. Yes. I I would have been like, what you talking I mean, it's about? It's not Dad? justified. Yeah. So when the witnesses, uh, people, the passersby, realized what happened, they rushed to rescue the boy who's already screaming with blood gushing out of his crotch. They pinned <laughs> oh, the father to the ground and forced him to spit out his son's penis. Well, as you would. It's kind of like a cop, like if someone's trying to swallow drugs. Right. Yeah. Got to maintain the evidence. You know, I would have pinned him down. I don't think I would have gone for the penis chunk. 
Maybe. No. I don't know. Would you even have pinned him down, be honest? Probably not. You would have been smoking and been like, holy shit, look at that. I probably would have been like, I probably would have pointed. Yeah. I think I definitely would have pointed. You're good at pointing. I'm good That's at pointing. That's one thing you got going for you. And commenting. I'm good at all Jews point. That's part of our pointing nature. Pointing and commenting. Genetic makeup. Yeah. So the divorced father lived with his kids in a rented room about 500 meters away from the site of the attack. Uh, neighbors said he used to treat his children well until this year when he started to look abnormal. Apparently he lost his job. He was about 90,000 yuan in debt after his wife left him in 2010 over their business failure. I guess there's not that much money in the fortune cookie business, which is, I thought that was the only industry really in China, but apparently... Well, there's the people who who make the fortunes. Yeah, and that's true. The fortune the, cookie the print guy the, has to pay that guy. But I wonder if, like, the, the competition, like, how? I mean, how do you really compete against another fortune cookie maker? Do you value the fortune cookie based on the taste of the cookie or the quality of the fortune? I think it's the quality of the fortune. Accuracy or humorousness? Well, I think there's the two things. Those are the two routes you can take as a fortune cookie maker. Do you go for, you want to be accurate? You want to actually predict someone's fortune? Or do you want to just make them laugh? Because pretty much, you know, the people are going to randomly get the cookies and it's all bullshit. So (laughs) accuracy, I would go on the humor route. It's like astrology. Same kind of thing. Well, anyway, uh, their, their business went under and, uh, she left him. She's just like, you know what? You keep the kids. I'm out of here. So uh, I, don't get you, I don't get how you can have a business in what is supposed to be communist China. I mean, isn't the whole economy centrally planned? I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if uh, they, they, if you, the government gives you your business. Like, if you have to petition the government, they give you. They're like, you know what? We want a fortune cookie business, and they're like, ah, oh, another fortune cookie business. Okay. <laughs> or do you think that? I, I, like the leaders keep all the good businesses and just make the commoners. They, they can only make fortune cookies. I've always assumed that the government control, the communist party controls like 80% of your business and you have like 20% ownership or something. And that's, that's probably why the business failed. Right. Well, so his mannerisms changed. Even his appearance changed. Um, recently, neighbors saw him pretending to strangle his son on the balcony. Very Bart Simpson or Homer Simpson. Yeah. When his landlord asked him to pay the rent, he said he would go begging with his children. I think this guy's an unfit father. The naked walks, the strangle game. I'm not surprised he got custody here. Unless his wife was just totally like, I don't even want the kids. Yeah. You should see his wife. Yeah. He's a real head case. <laughs> so the boy's reattachment surgery was successful, but it's too early to tell whether or not he'll have normal use of, these, of his appendage. And uh, relatives will care for the boy's sister. Cops say the father's likely to have a mental illness, and they only identified him by his surname, which is you. Mm. Yeah, he Who? was uh, severely Me? in debt after the failed business venture and was often seen gambling. Definitely an unfit gambling. father. So I don't know. I mean, uh, this has raised voices for early inter- intervention if a custodian shows incapability to look after his or her child. And apparently they don't have – I don't think they have a social services – sector in china i don't know oh, i think they do do you think they do well that's the whole point of communism right like everybody helps everybody else out yeah but it doesn't sound they like they're ineffectual they, but i'm just saying it's like you you that's where like apple has all its sweatshops i don't think social services going over and being like no that kid's you know only nine 
He's too old well, to be working in they here. They have different standards. <laughs> they have yeah. different, you know. Well, I'm just saying, if if, survival, if the dad's uh, strangling his kid and taking him from naked walks, the kid should probably be taken away. Well, now he has. Yeah. Well, we'll right. see. So, what, what do you have here for the second story? I have something a little closer to home. San Diego, very close to you. Uh, the southernmost south big city in California, right? <clears throat> uh, a guy named Matt sent this in. He says, uh, well, he, he points out a quote. The quote is, he liked to live life on the edge. Best quote of the whole article. Love from Matt. And he's been a listener since episode 13, which is crazy to me. Wow. Yeah. Long time listener. Insane. In San Diego, a man, uh, as I said, he liked to live life on the edge, said his brother, uh, uh, told the San Diego reporter. The guy's name is Richard Fox, and he's 39, and uh, he's being investigated of exploding a device resulting in the death after Tuesday, uh, after the Tuesday blast in a mountain community near San Diego, said the sheriff's sergeant, David Martinez. The woman who got blasted was uh, his 38-year-old girlfriend, Jeanette Ogara. His brother's name is Jerry Fox. Huh? It's, a great, it's a great way to go. <laughs> Just, they don't say if like she got it right in the face or what. I don't get it. Was it a cannonball that shot out like through the house, like Looney Tunes style? Did you watch The Borgias? No. The miniseries? I mean, I'd, I'd, I've seen the signs for it. like the Yeah. They're probably all over Los Angeles. They always advertise those uh, like highfalutin miniseries all over Los Angeles. Yeah, but I never watched it though. It was it was halfway decent, but uh, one of the best characters was the King of France, (laughs) who's supposed to just be this ruthless uh, warfaring dude. And apparently, this was in the time like the emerging time of cannons when they were sort of the new thing. And uh, what they would do is they would not just use a cannonball; they would kind of jam everything in there. Like jewelry, <laughs> pieces of furniture, candlesticks, any so kind of metal used shit. To do that. Right. So, like, not just a cannonball would come out, but just a huge load of shrapnel would just fly at everybody and just tear the enemy to bits. So is that is that what the, is that this guy's technique here? He didn't have an actual. I kind of like the old school cannonball way. Yeah, but I, I guess maybe as I read more of the story. Uh, you might have doubts about this guy's ability to obtain a cannonball. I can sort of more see him obtaining a pile of crap, like, you know, old cans. Pieces of an engine block. Why not use a bowling ball? Well, can you fit it in your cannon then? That becomes the issue. You bowling know, balls are pretty I bet big. you this guy, this guy doesn't strike me as like an engineer. He doesn't strike me as one of the guys from Mythbusters. I bet you his he cannon He was a handyman. He was a handyman, and he lived in a trailer. And at the time, he was under the influence of alcohol. Yeah, but his cannon probably consisted of a couple two liters and uh, I don't know a toilet bowl. What about him? PVC? Don't 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 PVC. Knock the, yeah, don't knock the uh, capabilities of PVC pipe. All right, most potato guns are made of PVC. It just pipe. sounds like a rickety device compared to uh, like you know what Stephen Hawking would make. Well, it was effective. His wife is dead. And that is true. <laughs> what? Okay, so so he made his little makeshift cannon here, pointed it at the house. What do you think was going to happen? They don't even say where he pointed it, actually. 
The blast occurred in Potrero, which is a community of about 700 people on the Mexican border, and it's actually about 40 miles east of San Diego. Um, so maybe he was doing liked- some border control. <laughs> well, it was his wife. <laughs> what? What? He married her, and she was. I mean, she wasn't legal, so then he offed her after he married her. Come on. He yeah. likes to experiment with guns, uh, and he, it looks like this experiment went bad. Um, let me find my place here. Uh, I think I forgot to highlight something, but uh, da, 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 this da, is a da, true wackily narrative out. moment here. <laughs> you can edit this out. <laughs> I'm not editing shit. I can do a lot of radio silence so you can't convince you to edit it out. It's called the but at some point, pause. I, at some point I read, and now I don't see it, where um, he, it was really just like, he, he did take a big pipe and he jammed like a bunch of, uh, just crap well, first of all, his wife was found dead from shrapnel wounds, so it wasn't a cannonball to the face. Yeah. Um, and he called his brother and he was completely anguished and distraught on the phone. And he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it should have been me. Oh, here we go. Fox shot the cannon after loading it with fireworks powder. So he didn't even have access to, like, actual gunpowder. He, like, broke up, like, 50 fucking black cats and maybe an M80 <laughs> or two and dumped it into this tube, which I said was probably PVC pipe. I mean, I, I think the reporters are are glamorizing this story by calling this thing a cannon. It was it was a big pipe bomb, basically. How, how old or, is or, this Or man? a potato gun. How old is the this The guy? guy? Yeah. 39. 39 years. Don't you think it's a little old to be doing this? Well, how old are you? I'm 37, but I don't go and make... You're close. But I don't go out to my backyard and make pipe cannons and uh, and put a bunch of shrapnel in it and just see what happens. I'm not, you know, that's not... Don't you? I'd rather go play Xbox or something. Don't you? When was the last time you walked by a television on the sidewalk? You know how some people leave their old tube TVs on the sidewalk? It's difficult to resist not kicking it. Yes. I know things about you, yeah. Mr. Simon. So don't try and <laughs> put on airs that you wouldn't put a bunch of fireworks powder in a tube and light it on fire if you had all those ingredients at hand. Okay, I guess if it was in front of me, I probably would. But I'm just saying that the guy seems like, you know, he's a little bit older. Like, uh, <laughs> Typically, yeah. a person wouldn't do I, that. I'm agreeing with your initial statement that he sh- he is too old to be doing those sorts of things. What I'm disagreeing with is, is that, that you I wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Okay, I, I probably would. I, I probably would. I, I could see myself doing that. Yeah. Well, his brother, or actually the neighbor, John Arnold, told the, uh, the, the Tribune of San Diego that he liked experimenting with guns, and it looks like this experiment went bad. There were actually a bunch of other people in the house. Um, that didn't get three hit other, Three other adults and a four-year-old girl... And I think some of the shrapnel went through the house, but none of them were injured. The woman who died, once again, his wife, uh, Jeanette O'Gara, uh, she was unemployed, she, but she did enjoy doing the New York Times crossword puzzle and kept the trailer neat and clean. And if you've ever done the New York Tra- Times crossword puzzle, it's not that easy. But that, that's probably one of the most depressing things I've ever heard. If I died, and, and then that's all the reporter would say, well... He kept his trailer nice and clean, and he used to do the crossword puzzle. What do you think they're going to say? That you had a podcast? Or maybe a successful nonprofit company in a Trans Am. Okay. All right, keep yourself alive until that gets up <laughs> off the ground, or else you're going to have a very depressing obit. Just I, like just, I just don't want someone to say, you know, he kept the trailer clean. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Well, af- you know, after having lived with you 
I don't think there's a problem with that. It won't be said. <laughs> we didn't live in a trailer, but, you know. Well, it's a hell of a way to kill your wife, that's for sure. You know, now, now I bet you, like, the next relationship he has, he's probably going to avoid the topic of what happened to his his deceased wife. He's probably going to just be like, you know, she died and be really vague about it until the girl presses on him. Well, how did she die? I shot her in the face with a cannon. I would say, um, I would start with just like, we were partying and, and you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. Well, Whoop. no. What do you mean you're partying? Well, you know, we had some drinks and shit happens. I would start it off with more like, you're going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at, at you the might time, find this terrible. <laughs> Most people find it funny, but uh, there was a cannon and, you know, I blew her head off. Well, people, you can decide who won uh, episode 320 here. Um, just go vote, com. We've got a few calls, so Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Possibly an email to get to if we have enough time. Uh, before that, here's a word from our sponsor. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink champagne. So, Wacker, we've got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. The first call is from a girl who adores you. Check this out. Holy shit, when did you guys get a fax line? Okay, so this is for Stephanie, and I am so drunk on a first date. I am so drunk that I'm, like, barely keeping it together, and I've been trying not to mention the podcast, and I'm completely in love with Blackerly, <laughs> and I don't know how much longer I can keep that in because I had, like, the world's largest margarita <laughs> and a few <laughs> shots beforehand, and I'm really drunk, so I'm going to hang up the phone. <laughs> She's drinking some Rita's. Whoever took her on the first date is a pro. I mean, he's just filling her full of panty peeler. Ah, oh, dude, that, that's a that's a great idea. I'm like, uh, on a first date, just get him drunk. Don't even feed him. I mean, is there any point mm-hmm. in feeding the girl? Because it's, it's gonna you're gonna have to spend more you money to get her drunk. You don't want you don't want him to get into morose drunk stage. So yeah, you got to feed him, and you should get drunk too. Well, yeah, I mean, they, I'm a big proponent of early happen. relationship just being inebriated all the time. Although, have you ever done this? Like, went on a date with a girl, and she shows up, and she's already drunk, like really drunk. That's annoying. Yeah, that's that's why you don't want to do that, and you don't want to. Ta- I'm not drunk. taking you to a nice restaurant if you are being show belligerent. Up yeah, and obnoxious, and just wasted already. You can't do that. You get drunk during the date. But do yeah. you think? Let's say you're on a date with this girl. You asked her out. You're getting her drunk. You think you're going to get in her panties. And all she's talking about is this bespectacled podcaster. Um, Wouldn't that, say I'd be happy about that. <laughs> would you be pissed off? And she's like, oh my God, you got to listen to this podcast. These guys are so funny. And then one guy, oh my, I'm so in love with him. Would you be I upset? I would be like, you should have another shot. Would you like some more tequila? <laughs> so you would just keep more, playing I mean, her more, with alcohol until she one, shut up? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Or until I can, I can dominate the conversation. That would that would totally just and I'd be kill like, "Have you buzz. ever seen Battlestar Galactica? It's really great. <laughs> Let me tell you about season two. 
so turn about is fair play. So there you go, people. Uh, dating tip number one from Sick and Wrong. Don't talk about Sick and Wrong. Like, just don't bring it up. Just don't even bring up podcasts. I was going to say, don't talk about any podcast yeah. on a date. Battlestar Galactica, that's cool. Podcasting, it is pretty cool. not cool. Um, the second call, this kind of cracked me up. This kid uh, is called Many Times. I rarely ever play any of his calls. <laughs> I, I guess because he's kind of annoying. But this call cracked me up. We played a couple at the beginning when he called in a couple times. But then he just kept calling and calling and calling. He, and it's funny, but it was just, you know, we need to give other people a chance. Yeah, and not only that, people, if you call multiple times, like we, we get people that call, like there, there's a couple people that call like six or seven times a week, even more, like 10 times a week. I won't play any of your calls. I'll just delete all your fucking calls because it annoys the hell out of me. It's fatiguing to listen to. It is. It's tedious. So it's, you know, I mean, I want to give everybody a chance. I want to play as many calls as possible. So don't just inundate the sick and wrong hotline with your drunken calls. You have a better chance if you call once and it's kind of a funny drunken call than if you call 20 times. Mm-hmm. You know, we're probably not going to play it. So anyway, this one kind of cracked me up. So and uh, and it's his birthday. So here it is. A little Scottish kid. Hey, guys, it's a Scottish kid. Uh, I it's um... Yes, yeah, ten past twelve at night, and I have just turned fifteen. Don't I feel special? I've been listening to your show for about three years now. <laughs> so you know, you know one thing that I noticed about this this call right offhand. So he just turned fifteen. So he's been listening for three years. So he was what twelve when he first started mm-hmm. listening. Right. His voice is deeper now. I think he's like full on Bobby Brady. I think is his balls have dropped. Like his <laughs> yeah. balls have dropped. Like the, his balls have dropped while listening to Sick and Wrong, probably. His Adam's apple has developed. He probably has pubic hair now. Red pubic hair. Just bright red. <laughs> do and, do Scottish uh, people like... His sc- voice isn't even cracking, which is pretty good. My my voice cracks once in a while now, even, but that's probably... No, it's like, it's like deeper. He's got a deeper yes. Scottish voice now. And, pretty uh, soon he'll sound like Sean Connery or uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I could see this kid probably eventually getting to the Connery level, but that takes Freedom! years. Freedom! <laughs> so you'll, you're Scottish, right? Well, heritage-wise. Heritage-wise. Pretty much okay. American, full on. But um, So for Scottish, Scottish people, Scottish dudes in general, if you, or anyone, any Scottish person, I guess, if you have yes. brown hair or black hair, do you still have red pubes? <laughs> like, I mean, like of all the pubes, dudes I've gone down on that were Scottish with brown hair, I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm wondering, like, this kid, since he's now entering puberty, um, he probably has sprouted a couple ginger hairs on his on his genital region. Not all Scottish people have red hair. That's a that's a myth. In my mind, they there's do. a lot of brown haired ones. In my mind, they do. <laughs> I guess there's a couple all, people. Auburn that... hair, chestnut. <laughs> So uh, so anyway, uh, happy birthday there, Scottish kid, and I'm glad you're, you're maturing and becoming a teenager, and you know, now is the time when you're going to find women attractive. Um, sometimes you'll have like a stiff, a stiffening of certain areas of your body because you find these women attractive. <laughs> did he have a comment, or did we just blow over that? I think he did have something else. I'm just preparing him for the rest oh, of okay. puberty. Um, oh, I thought you were closing him out. No, no, not yet. Uh, another thing, too, that happens, I remember it happened to me in puberty, is a nocturnal emission. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's something not to be frightened of. It's definitely not something you want to share with everybody. I just destroy the evidence. Like, if you shit the bed, you throw the sheets away. If you spank all over the bed, 
Maybe don't throw the sheets away, but bury them deep in the laundry. <laughs> deep, deep in the laundry. Just under the kilts. Because your mom's going to know, yeah, when she sees your... She reaches under the kilt and just sees these like sheets stuck together. She's going to know that you're becoming a man. <laughs> and don't fuck the dinner haggis before anybody's eating it. <laughs> don't do that. How many Scottish kids do you think have fucked the haggis? It's probably a rite a of lot. passage over there. Yeah. Well, that, that probably feels like a vagina, though. I mean, think about it. Pretty close. Pretty close. All right. Well, here, here's what the kid has to say. And I am like happy to be listening to your show. I'm happy well, to be listening. On my birthday. Happy birthday, me. Tomorrow, I'm getting inebriated. And then hookers and blow. And Did you just say he's getting inebriated with hookers and blow? He's not getting any blow. Yeah, right. Or hookers, probably, for that or matter. Hookers. I think he meant he's getting... He'll probably get, like, you know, some of his dad's scotch and probably get, like, a half a haggis. That probably he had to pay for, so it's kind of like a hooker. Scottish hooker. He's going to blow his load all over it? Probably. Yes, but I have a question for you. What's your question? Right? I know it's a bit soon, but if, right, you and Lance, or you and Dee, (coughs) you'd spend one last night with Bob Madigan, Right, kind of like there was all that. Oh, if I only had five more minutes with him, but if you had like one more night with Bob, where the fuck would you go? Okay, so Scottish kid, uh, off to go and celebrate with the haggis with birthday candles stamped into it. Anyway, <laughs> see, goodbye, haggis. Scottish people are maudlin. Yeah, no, doesn't he sound really just kind of unenthused? He doesn't sound really excited about his birthday. I mean, like, if I did this podcast sober, I would say shit like that. I'd be like, what if we had one more night, D? Like, every sentence would be punctuated with a sigh? This is why Scottish people drink, so they can not be maudlin. So hopefully, Scottish kid, now that he's 15, can start getting rip-roaring drunk and stop worrying about sad shit about, like, the last night with Bob. You think Scottish kids would be happier because you can free ball all the time. You don't have to wear fucking underwear. You got a skirt on <laughs> and your nuts are hanging kilts. out. Don't Michael, you don't know kilts. much about your culture. Like, I know a lot I more really about know. Scottish people than you do, and I'm not even Scottish. I mean, I guess my grandfather's from Scotland, so I'm you part look, Scottish. When you grow those uh, curly Q sideburns, <laughs> then we can talk. Okay. <laughs> So, but to so, answer his question, what are you going to do on your last uh, night? Or I, I don't, I couldn't tell if he was talking about his last night or his last fifteen minute. Your, I think he was saying if we had one last night to hang out with Bob Madigan. One well, last well, first of all, Bob Madigan wouldn't know who the hell Wackerly is. He'd be like, "Who's no, this guy did. in my house?" <laughs> Even though you met him like I don't know three hundred times. Right. True. Um, and if second, I brought a bottle of of cheap vodka, he would talk to me though. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no, he'd be your best friend. The thing is with Bob, like I've hung out with Bob many times, and uh, and you know I actually I'm going to San Francisco this weekend to, to for his memorial, which is going to be an interesting event. Uh, people are going to um, give him the old send off. I'm wondering if they. I heard he he was cremated, so I don't know if his remains are going to be there, and we're going to spread them like somewhere. I, I'm not quite sure what's going to go down, but I know there's going to be a I lot of drinking. I would bet that his remains are going to be there. Whether you're going to spread them. That's that's up. I think that's what people were saying that they're going to dump them somewhere, right? somewhere in the mission. I, kind of, I feel like I 
should go, but I think once you again, should. Like, he never remembered me, so he's not going to be up in heaven recognizing that I'm at his memorial either. I think he's, he's just like, going to look down guy and like, in the What's back? that guy doing there? I never knew that guy. <laughs> but the like, thing hey, is Bob, with Bob, like I've hung out with Bob many times. He never went to the bar because he never had any money. So the only time mm-hmm. I ever really hung out with Bob was at his house. He'd go over there. He'd be drinking really shitty vodka. I'd usually bring him a 12-pack of High Life because that's what he drank. So we'd probably hang out with a shitty vodka, his 12-pack of High Life, and his gross Black room. Label beer. I always admired him. Not Black Label Johnny Walker scotch, but Black Label beer from Canada, which I don't even know where you can get in the Bay Area. I used to drink it in Michigan, but he knew of one liquor store in the Bay Area where you could get Black Label beer. Yeah, he could get Black Label. That, that was true. Have that. And they, they would, he would go to Michigan and bring it back out there with him. It's interesting. No, no, I think he, he knew of a liquor store in somewhere near the hate, he told me once, even though he didn't know who it was. <laughs> I was like, where do you get that beer? He was like, I don't know, random guy. I, I, go I never knew store. that. I, ne- I guess I never questioned him more. I always assumed that they got it and when they went to Michigan and brought it back no, on a plane with them. He knew of one liquor store. I could see Bob not having any luggage, just a box, of, like a you know, case of beer. Like, I gotta check this. True. But anyway, we'd go to his house and he would just put on his gross videos of just like girls shitting into cat litter boxes and midgets wrestling or uh, like penile surgery. He just had all these gross videos, I remember. And like, we'd just get really stoned and watch these gross videos and he'd play with his rats. That's, oh, he had rats? Yeah. His, well, when he lived with his wife, he had rats. Mm. She had rats. So he'd play with oh. the rats. And just kind of sit there and we get stoned and random people would come in the room. So I wouldn't mind doing that again. I mean, I always was impressed by his vast video collection of just disgusting things. So, yeah. And then we'd listen to music because he had a huge vinyl collection. Big Captain Beefheart fan. So we'd probably listen to Captain Beefheart record, get really stoned, drink a lot, and watch girls shitting into litter boxes for about an hour. And then I'd leave. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he doesn't remember who I would be. Am I there with you? That's a little confusing. Yeah, or am you come I there with just me. with Bob by myself. Do I have a private, um, you know, entertainment? Uh, I guess it, so I mean this is your question. fantasy, so <laughs> it's not a fantasy. <laughs> I'm asking a phone call question. I mean, I would, and does he know he's going to die? Probably not. I mean, I think Bob thought he was going to die every. I mean, he drank like he was going to die the next day, every day of his life. But I feel like I, I would rather hang out with him if. I mean, this is horrible to say, I guess, but I'd rather hang out with him if he knew if he knew he was going to die. I'd rather be hanging out with Bob in that situation and just say, Bob, man, like, what does it all mean? Because he was kind of like a yogi, you know? Even like his, he even started to look more like a yogi, like towards the end of his life, like he should the be sitting on top of a man? mountain. Yeah, so you should you be sitting on top to... of a mountain. You'd have you to like climb like five thousand feet of frigid, icy rocks, and then like and carrying like you know a twelve pack of Black Label beer on your back, and you finally get up there and you give him a beer and you open a beer, and then you get to like ask your question. And he's like, "I'm watching my porno crazy tape," you know. But you could so say you, like, you "Bob, what's it all him, mean, man?" Mine him for like his gobbets of wisdom. Is that? Is that I what? wouldn't mind. I wouldn't <laughs> mind him. I would just. I would just ask the one question. And like, just, just, Bob, see what he you're says. gonna die. This is it. What do you? What do you think about it all? I think he I would say. I think he would say cheap vodka and pussy. That's what it was all about. Yeah. He, that's he, why I want to ask Bob instead of you. Well, that I don't know. Sucks. I mean. It... <laughs> I think he would have a better answer. 
don't know. So there, there you go, Scott. I think it would be like, it's all about meat panties. <laughs> do you think we should call the Scottish kid Scottish man now? Yeah, I do. All right, there you go, or, Scottish, or Scottish man. young adult at least. Scottish, yeah, Scottish, Scottish young man, fifteen year old. Happy, happy birthday there, uh, people. We got to get out of here. So you can call the Sigarong hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six, and uh, yeah, we always love to hear what you have to say. Oh, actually, I don't know if you tried to go on the forum this past week, but I got a uh, a malware warning, and a lot of people did. Some people did. Like there's a uh, people are saying, oh, there's a virus warning. Well, it turns out. That the, uh, I guess there might have been like some adware or some kind of malicious software that was on uh, Bester, the host of the forum server. He got rid of it. He fixed it. Forum's up and running again. Oh, yeah, I did see that. But, you know, if your virus software blocks it, that means it's fine. Yeah. It's probably just adware. I mean, I don't know. I think people are alarmed whenever they see that. And, you know, it's, oh, my God, it's a Trojan virus. My computer. They get get up and It's going to be sullied. Yeah, well, dude, it's like losing a limb if your computer is destroyed. <laughs> I don't even know what I would it do. It is true. For some people, it's like their entire social outlet. Without oh. the computer, they might as well be locked up in solitary confinement in a dungeon. Are you talking about all the members of the forum? And me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you. People, all, go check out the Sickerong Forum. Sickerongpodcast.com. Click on Forum. Also, we need you right now. Right now. Go to your computer. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Sick and wrong on iTunes. It's like a menage a trois of the three. It's a tall order. Yeah, just go. I think, I think, do a I think we're owed. Just you know, I think we've done enough shows for you to go subscribe and uh, give us a comment and a just high until rating. we get Rosemary's Babies up and running, we need some help. Well, we need we need the funding from Adam and Eve, and then once we get Rosemary's Babies, you know, we'll definitely continue doing the podcast. I'm, hood- <laughs> I'm hoodwinking right now. Did you see that hoodwink? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll record it while we're driving around in the Trans Am with the T tops. <laughs> It'll sound really good. I we'll we'll vidcast it. We'll put like a little video camera in the uh, like uh, right on the windshield, maybe yeah. where the rearview mirror, rear mirror is. Mirror. Yeah, like right, right, hanging from the rearview mirror, and then you could see all the bitches in the cocaine. Mostly, you're going to uh... be seeing my cock because I'm going to be <laughs> naked, standing up out of the T-top, just being like, "Yeah, motherfucker, raising the roof." Yeah, it's going to be, be awesome because I'm going to be driving right next to Wackerly's cock. This sucks. Yeah, pretty much. That's what you signed up for. <laughs> but thank you for subscribing to the show. So go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, and give us a five-star rating. Um, Wackley, if you checked uh, Facebook and the Twitters today, I posted a very sexy pic of Lucy from Limey Land wearing the quad OT. Did you see that? Hell yeah, I did. It was hot. A lot of people um, commented nice. on it. Um, I like that it's kind of, it was kind of like a lo-fi photo shoot. Yeah, she didn't have it professionally done. It's still really sexy, which makes it look kind of sexier. It's like amateur porn, right? You know, I'm not. I'm not judging yet because there's you know there's more coming in and and I'm refraining from final judgment. But that was a good one. Well, a couple more girls are sending in some pics uh, next week, and I sent out some shirts today. So, ladies, the deadline for the contest is March fifteenth. So, uh, we, and then we'll have voting, and we'll declare the winner and the runner up. And there's going to be some good prizes. I've already confirmed oh, it with Adam and Eve. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they're sending us something good, something that ladies want. So um, yeah, send in uh, send in your your pinup pictures before March fifteenth. In the meantime, go buy yourself a quad OT. Sigmarpodcast dot com. Click on store. If you're an ugly motherfucking guy <laughs> who's never going to win the competition, go buy buy a t shirt. Yeah, just go buy a t shirt. 
Uh, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from uh, Jeff. This this cracked me up because I never even knew it existed, and it made me really want to watch Deadwood again. Did you see the uh, the the Swearingen videos of his? I guess he put out like an album of '80s power ballads. Do you see this? Yeah, but see, he did them in a very non-powerful way. It's almost like uh, karaoke style. And I am about to embark on the full Deadwood trilogy again. You know, I started doing, after I saw, I think I heard him doing like Every Breath You Take. I posted it on mm. my Facebook. And uh, then yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm going to start. And I started doing searches for, I did a search for Swearingen to find some other songs. And all these scenes popped up from Deadwood. And one of my favorite scenes popped up was the one where that Chinese guy, Wu, yeah, was trying to explain with drawings to Swearingen how these two white guys stole his, his heroin. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, white cocksucker. And Swearingen's like, who? Who stole the fucking dope? And he goes, cocksucker. And, he, and Swearingen's response was, get a fucking haircut. It looks like your mother fucked a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> but he becomes allies with Wu later on. Yeah, well, they, they were buddies anyway. And like Swearingen was like lamenting the fact that he taught him how to say cocksucker. Well, and he's and the guy who I don't want to spoil anything, but the guy who actually stole the heroin was the San Francisco cocksucker. He was also a Chinese guy. Oh, dude, the San Francisco cocksucker. I think that's his name in the credits. I'm gonna watch that entire series again. It was it was brilliant. It was one of my favorite series that's ever been on. TV. It is one of the best series. But anyway, we're gonna end the show here with Al Swearingen, the foul mouth saloon owner, um, Ian McShane. He's the famous uh, English actor, Ian McShane. Before he became Al Swearingen Deadwood, uh, put out this hit of uh, power ballads from his album is called From Both Sides Now. And we're going to do his cover what of Drive. What does that even mean, From Both Sides Now? I don't it's pervy. know. It's like making a girl airtight. Mm. Uh, so uh, this is his cover of Drive, the Cars 1984 hit. It's pretty good. Yeah, and there's some other good songs in there, too, like Every Breath You Take. You know that song, I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by Dan Seals? Yeah, I think I kind of do. Yeah, he does that. He does Avalon by Roxy Music. We're going to end it with uh, Drive. So uh, people will be back next week with episode uh, 321. Till then, take it sleazy. I can't wait. It's too late Who's gonna tell you things Aren't so great Can't go on Thinking Nothing's wrong Who's gonna drive you home tonight? Who's gonna pick you up when you fall? Who's gonna hang it up when you call? Who's 
one's gonna pay attention to your dreams. Who's gonna plug their ears when you scream? Can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. Who's gonna drive you home tonight? Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Out.